We will be looking in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, and we're going to just kind of look down through it as we go along, and I trust that you'll join us, and I need to tell you while you're turning to the 12th chapter of Ecclesiastes that we have free CDs that we give to our listening audience. doesn't cost you one penny. We don't believe in that. Uh, we believe that the gospel is free, and we are fully aware of the cost that is involved in producing a CD or anything else. It's just, it costs. But here's the thing about it. The Bible says that God owns the cattle of a thousand hills and the hills on which they roam, the earth, and all the gold and silver therein. So if he is that wealthy then I suppose I don't need to worry about uh, the uh, program being taken care of. And it has been. What we're interested in is your soul. And I want to tell you maybe a little um, inside thought on that I wanted to get to. And that is there are so many people that I have talked to over the world that have told me that they were saved. But yet, when we examined their experience, they really didn't have one. And let me give you a sampling of it just so you understand what I'm saying. Um, they'll say, well, I got saved back whenever I was a uh, teenager. Well, that's not an experience. That's just making a statement. What I want to know is, how did you get saved? Because I want you to tell me, and then if I'm not saved, I want to be, and then I need to be able to tell other people. Because, listen, going to hell is no vacation for anyone. So what uh, I want to do is try to help you look at the way things are and see if you can tell how that God has been dealing with you. And as a matter of fact, I need to tell you this in the sixth chapter of uh, the gospel according to John in the 44th verse, he said, no man can come unto me except my father which sent me draw him. And so what he's saying is you can't get saved just any time. The Holy Spirit has to be dealing with your heart and that's how you know that you're lost. I can't make you know you're lost. I just have words. I hope they're the kind of words that the Holy Spirit will use to your salvation in troubling your heart. Uh, this is um, unknown in much of the church uh, world, all over the world. They don't know anything about a heart felt salvation, one you can feel, one you can know about, one that you can go back to a time in your life and a place, and you know right there was where God saved your soul. If you were down seeking Him with all your heart and begging Him to forgive you of your sins and that you put your faith, your full faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ doing for you 
what you could not do. Now, basically, that's it. And you see, God wants you to be saved, and he will let you know that you've been saved. Sometimes in the New Testament, we find uh, places where people will say that were healed. And you can take Nicodemus as the, well, I don't believe I'll use Nicodemus. I, I think I want to uh, talk about someone else. Let's talk about Lazarus. I think that's uh, more easily understood. Lazarus had died. He had been laying in the grave three days already. And so there were some me uh, messengers that had come down to the lower end of Galilee where Jesus was preaching and his disciples were. And so someone came and, and told Jesus that Lazarus had died. Well, you see, that family, which consisted of Lazarus and Mary and Martha, they were very close friends of Jesus. He would go there. As a matter of fact, uh, this uh, that John gives us is about one of those occasions. But whenever Jesus told the disciples, he said, Rise, let us go uh, back to Bethany because uh, our friend Lazarus sleepeth. Well, they didn't understand that. And they said, Lord, if he sleepeth, he doeth well. So in order to get them to understand what he was talking about, Jesus said, Lazarus is dead. And so I'm sure that you've heard the story, how that whenever Jesus and his disciples went back to uh, Bethel, that's where they lived, and they were met by the grieving Jews and also Martha and Mary. Uh, and I don't have time to go through the story. You know it. It's the 10th chapter of John. Anyway, it finally boiled down to this, that whenever Jesus approached them, Martha went to preparing food, and Mary came and sat at his feet and feasted there. She learned from him because out on the outside whenever the other Jews were there they were uh, well maybe it had been Martha or Mary one I really don't remember but uh, they were saying Lord I know well Jesus said your brother will rise in the resurrection and she said Lord uh, we know he's stinking already. He's been dead four days. And uh, he'll rise in the resurrection. And so Mary said, Lord, we know that he'll rise in the day of the resurrection. So Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. And so here we're told that using Lazarus as an illustration. Jesus is saying, I'm going to die. They're going to bury me. But on the third day, I'm coming out. And I'm going to teach for another 40 years. I'm going back to heaven. And I'm going to send the Holy, Sp uh, Holy Spirit or the Comforter. 
and he'll lead you and guide you into all truth. He was talking, of course, to the church, his church. And so uh, that's the way the situation was. Well, what we want to see is what happened whenever Jesus went out to the grave and to listen to what he had to say. We always should listen to what Jesus says. They went to the mouth of the tomb, which was a um, cave, and the Jews, they were weeping. They were showing their sympathy to Martha and Mary about the loss of their brother. And so the Bible says, whenever Jesus saw this, it just says, and Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Well, he knew what he was going to have to do in order to get rid of Lazarus' sin. He was going to have to go to the cross and die for Lazarus, just like he died for me, like he died for you and each one that has ever lived. Now, they were standing there, and so Jesus called Lazarus, and he said, Come forth. The Bible says he that was bound in grave clothes, he came forth. And he was wearing the same grave clothes that he had when he died. And so then we see that it wasn't just that Lazarus was uh, raised from the dead, but he was raised from among the dead. That's important. And that's the way it's going to be with us. Whenever the Lord Jesus comes back from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, those that sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, how comforting, how comforting. People who are saved, people who are a child of God. They have nothing to worry about whenever death comes. We see a lot of bad things that has happened to uh, people, even Christian people. They have awful hard things happen to them sometimes, and they, they suffer before they die. But you see, the body, because it is full of sin, uh, that's the reason for the suffering of a Christian as well as a lost person. It's because back in the garden, whenever man fell from that holy state he was in, and he was just a, a sinner, that's all he was, and that's what his seed were, because uh, he had lost his holiness. He couldn't pass that on to Cain and Abel. He had lost it. Now, he hadn't lost his salvation, but he had lost his uh, holiness, and Anyway, we're going that some of the time. I'm just hitting around on two or three things here that I thought might help you to understand this about uh, the dying in the days of our youth. While the days draw, sorry, while the evil days draw not nigh, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun and the moon and the light and the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. 
in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look out of the windows be darkened, and the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low, and he shall rise up at the sound uh, sorry, at the voice of the uh, bird, and all of the daughters of music shall be brought low. And when they shall uh, be afraid of that which is high, and, and fear that which is in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and the desire fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourner it goeth about the streets, and over the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern. Listen, then shall dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Now, this is... Um, a, a description of an elderly person dying. Uh, the grinders, which is their teeth, they're few. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the eyesight gets bad. The, our hearing gets bad. In other words, everything about the physical makeup of a man begins to fade away because he is getting aged. I don't know where you are as far as your salvation. I don't know whether you've been saved or not. I don't know if you think you have a lot of time to get saved. The only thing I can tell you is that we see people dying day after day after day that are young, their babies, on up to little children, on up to uh, grown-ups, on up to the elderly, and we see they're dying. But is it just the elderly that's dying, the old people? No, no. Go out to the cemetery and look at those graves and just kind of measure them, how short they are. And we know that that was a little baby that was laid to rest there. Well, I can tell you about that little baby. Uh, I know that all those babies that died, they will go to heaven every one of them and those that grow on up and they reach a period in their life whenever they know the difference between uh, good and evil right and wrong then they have become sinners so in order to be saved these people are going to have to be born again and i hope that you will uh, consider that uh, that time is coming, and every day that we live, well, since we got up this morning, we have died a little bit all day. Now, some people are more close to death than are we, but I could die before I get this uh, on the CD to you. I just don't know whether I will or not, but by God's grace... I want to because I love you lost people and I want to try to help you go to heaven. And I believe if you'll listen to what I tell you, 
that you'll see what the scripture teaches and that you'll want to be saved. Now, think about this. The dust shall return to dust, or return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So there's something that I think of often, and that's this down in verse 13 and 14 of this 12th chapter. He says, Let us hear the counsel of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And that's the way it is. God's going to bring it to judgment. He's going to have everything there, and in that great day of judgment, all the wrongs of time, I'm talking about from Adam and Eve all the way through to the end, all of the wrongs will be righted. And God is going to have justice. So, I mean, that's wonderful in that one respect, isn't it? But when you start thinking that you're a sinner, and according to God's justice, he has already declared the soul that sinneth. It shall surely die. Now, he's talking about a spiritual death. And this is what we're looking at here. We're seeing a physical death where a man just gets into old age and he starts uh, not being able to remember things he can't see well and all of those things. But the good part about it is any bad or uncomfortable thing that we have to go through here in this world, it's just a short time. And then we are going to join our loved ones that repented of their sins and trusted in God. Now, if you have a different God, that's up to you. I know I've been into uh, the meeting places of people who do not believe as we believe, and they believe in another God. Well, let me say up front, that's up to you. Uh, I wouldn't push what I believe down anybody's throat for nothing. Uh, I just try to give people the information and let them decide if that's what the Scriptures teach or not. And so that's what I'm trying to help you do today about that time. And, of course, we don't know when our leaving this world is going to be because the Bible says, Boast not of thyself about tomorrow. For thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. In other words, you don't know whether you're going to be here tomorrow or not. And there's so many scriptures that uh, goes ahead and uh, puts all that up as truth. We know it's truth. We know it's rightly divided. And so we just know that that inward man, uh, he will never see death if he's been saved. If you have been born again or saved then I can assure you that you are a child of God if you have not been I don't care how good you have been how much money you've given how much uh, 
charity you've shown probably to people that didn't deserve it. But that's not going to help you. We're not talking about what you can do. We're talking about what Jesus did when he came to this world. He was virgin born. He didn't have any sin. He who knew no sin became sin that he might become the righteousness of God in him. See, that's the only way we can become righteous. It's the only way we can stand in the presence of God, uh, faultless, no, no charge against us. It's to be clothed in the garments of his son because they're righteous robes. And if you want to go to heaven, that's what you want, I can assure you. Because you see, whether you uh, get saved or not, in this sense, it doesn't matter because you're going to die. You can't get around that. But if you get saved, and did you know that if you would just do things for the Lord that he's going to reward you? Yeah, that's the way it is. Uh, see, we hear people sometimes say that uh, this loved one has gone on to their reward. Well, technically, that's just not true. In the book of the Revelation, Jesus said, Behold, I come, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. So hopefully we might get into that the next time. I, d I don't know. That, that sounds like we might need to. But I do want you to know that whenever your time is up, I mean it's up. And that breath or the soul will leave the body. It'll go wherever that it has prepared to go. And there will be no changes. There's no such thing as a purgatory where people go and they suffer a while to pay for their sins and give money to the priests and so on. There's not an ounce, there's not one line of Scripture anywhere, Old Testament, New Testament, uh, the Maccabees, as far as I know, there's nothing in the Word of God that would say that you would have time to get saved after you die. It's just not there. So it's telling us today is the day of salvation. So harden not your hearts. And I believe that if you would just listen to that Holy Spirit that deals with your heart, and you know it when he does, and it's usually found out whenever you go to bed and everything's so quiet and still around you, and you have a preacher that gets down on the inside and he begins to preach to you. He tells you you're not saved. He tells you you're a sinner. And he begins to bring up these awful things that you have done. You've lied. You've, oh, you've done everything. And he wants you to get saved. And as he is preaching this to you in your heart, then at the same time he's holding out those nail-scarred hands that Jesus had as he bore your sins and my sins.
on the cross of Calvary. Now, if you want to be saved, there's just one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So if you want to get to God, you're going to have to go be his son. I can assure you that the Son of God is waiting on you to call upon him. As the scripture tells us to call upon the Lord while he's near. Uh, you know, that's what he wants when he's near. You can't get saved just any time. Please understand that. Because he has to be dealing with your heart. He has to make you feel badly about your sins. And starts bringing those uh, horrible sins to your mind. And then another sin and all like that. Well, when we begin to seek God, what we do is humble ourselves down the best we can. And we call on Him. Uh, and listen, friend, He already knows your life much better than you do. Because He knows the thoughts and intents of your heart. And you probably don't. You might know most of them or some of them. But you don't know them all. And He does. So you have a friend in Jesus because, you see, he went to the cross of Calvary and he died for you. And so I, don't, I, I really don't care who your religious leaders are or what kind of church you have. There's something, if you want to go to heaven, that you must do, and that is you must be born again. You must let God deal with your heart and you pray while that awful feeling is there. And then when you come to that place where you can just turn everything over to the Lord, right then, He's going to save you. And that's something that you'll have as long as you live here in this world. And I want to tell you, uh, when you get saved, try to remember the uh, calendar date. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have anything to do with going to heaven. But I was saved January the 29th, 1956. I wouldn't take anything for that. It's been such a blessing over the years just to remember that. Now, it had nothing to do with me going to heaven. I'm on my way to heaven. I've trusted in that finished work of Jesus Christ. And I am longing for him. And I'm longing for that holy city that's soon coming down. My friend, if you're not saved, when would be a better time than right now. Why don't you get on your knees or go out in the woods, I don't care where it is, and get down humble before God and start praying and, you know, repenting of your sins and asking God to save you. Uh, he already knows what they are, but He wants you to confess them. And then He's in a position to do something, and otherwise He just can't do it. So you're going you're gonna to need to do that. Listen, I'm going to give you a free CD, and uh, you're welcome to it. It doesn't cost you anything, and it's on salvation. How to be saved is going to be one. And uh, are you saved or deceived? That's another. And another one is uh, lost in time. Uh, lost in hell. 
So we usually send them out just one at a time because we send them out in big bags uh, overseas uh, to those listeners over there. My mailing address is Brother Paul, 2701, sample, S-A-M-P-L-E, scales, S-C-A-L-E-S, road, Homer, H-O-M-E-R, Georgia, 305-47-USA. May God bless you to the same time next week.